Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to Get Wisdom. This is Carl Mollison, founder and director of GetWisdom.com. And this outreach to help awaken humanity to the need to go back to the Almighty. Start praying again or learn how if you've never done it. We need you more than ever. At the, at the moment, it's just me and God here. Brian Kelly, I think, will join us a little bit along the way. But let me get things going here. We did a show last week discussing some famous individuals' quotes about God. And we're going to do it again this week. And why would we do that? You know, what do we care what someone from the past thinks about God? We have the Almighty to talk to. Well, I can tell you as a channeler of the divine, if I just go and say, okay, fill me in, I won't get anything. Because The way it's set up, we have to take the lead, and the Almighty stays in the background, does not interfere. So what I realized halfway into channeling the questions about the first set of quotes was, this is a pretty good way of getting God to talk about itself, (laughs) because it gives a point of departure, a springboard to look into some aspect of the divine people have wondered about or perhaps intuited, is already on display in some fashion. And, and let, let creator weigh in on the veracity of that perception, or maybe it's less than accurate, but always to add a little bit more. And that's the virtue of this whole exercise, to learn and grow and find a better way to live as a consequence of getting smarter. So let me launch forth here with our first quote, And then I'll give you creator's words in answer to asking this question. Voltaire said, if God did not exist, it would be necessary to invent him. What is creator's perspective? All right, and these are creator's words in answer. This quote is an accurate recognition of the reality there must be something higher than humans, because without that, Life becomes far too uncertain, and in the end, this would be intolerable. Without the possibility of divine grace, you're simply participating in a war of attrition that sooner or later will grind everyone down. You cannot exist forever on luck alone to protect you from harm and to see things break your way so you're able to make a living and help support your loved ones as well as remain healthy, productive, and successful long enough to serve yourself and others as well with learning and accomplishments that will add to your strength, knowledge base, and character by the doing. To be sure, people learn from failure as much or more than successes at times, but if a failure leads to a fatal outcome, causing the death of a person, this will require starting over in a whole new incarnation. To have that repeated represents a major setback through lost momentum and opportunity. So to have divine support is not cheating. It is simply availing oneself of the blessings that come from partnership with the divine. This is what Voltaire was recognizing, that virtue has rewards. And so it is living in alignment and living through and for love in all you do. Voltaire was recognizing it is that which is positive, that which is the essence of goodness that makes life worth living. And that what some might see as rules and obligations, others see the deeper wisdom that what God represents is a state of completion, a totality where there is nothing missing, no lack no suffering, and no weakness. And in essence, the greatest of possible attainments is to be godlike in what one thinks and does. So the very idea of God is a touchstone of great value and a standard of conduct, morality, and purposeful existence that will serve all who are open to divine wisdom and setting a standard. 
This is interesting, Carl. I'm I'm mom, by the way. Sorry, people. (laughs) I had to reboot my computer to to be able to join. Um, Welcome. Uh, This is an interesting quote from Voltaire. And and Creator's got an interesting answer here, because I was expecting an answer that went along the lines of, there's so many wonders in the world, how could you not conclude that God was, you know, there to create it all? But Creator's actually saying something different, that... uh, that Voltaire was recognizing that virtue has rewards, and that if you live a virtuous life, you will see the alignment in action. I think that's very powerful. Yes, and the fact that there's more to it than just living in awe of something and enjoying the fact there is maybe some deeper reason for things, but there is actually a role to play in interacting with this mighty force. And that it is of extreme value to us and a critical importance. And that is the urgency with which, you know, we need God. That's what this quote is saying as well. Couldn't agree more. U.S. creator Albert Einstein said, coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. What is creator's perspective? And creator says, this clever quotation contains deep truth about the way we work and was a tacit acknowledgement that there is an overall design in things and a cleverness on display that exceeds the possibility that chance events caused the origin of the universe and everything within it. This is a profound awareness and has the deepest of implications. Because everything stems from us and our consciousness, recognizing our existence and all that implies is a requisite for advancing beyond more than a rudimentary level and learning how to live one's life in a productive fashion. The first order of business for the newly arriving human is to react to the environment and to what is within the self that is created through instinct and the programmed inner drives for things such as hunger and for comfort and reassurance. This is why a newborn infant with zero life experience of more than a few seconds will cry for its mother. It has been taken from so rudely. It is not a coincidence that babies have mothers or that the need for love is universal within the human heart. So this clever quip of Einstein's bespeaks an important truth, that the divine is subtle and works from behind the scenes and may well go unnoticed. Thus, the quandary of the doubter, wanting to believe, but finding it difficult to do so, because there seems to be scant hard evidence that God exists. When the divine shows its hand only on occasion, that can easily be missed or falsely attributed to coincidence when something favorable occurs again. Such an interpretation gives an easy out to the skeptic. People who doubt can not only make a habit of it, but a career of actively discounting, dismissing, and distrusting all evidence to the contrary that doubt is justified. We see as well in Einstein's words a wisp of regret that God's presence is so fleeting, inconstant, and uncertain. But that is a very astute observation that is highly accurate if given without an explanation. We can tell you it was our intention from the outside to be outset, to be in the background, enabling you to be on center stage, making your own decisions and choices as you live your life. You will do more, you will soar higher and accomplish great things when you give your all to advance yourself and trust in your ability to prevail. And we are there to give you a constant, immediate consultation about every little decision and backstop you immediately to prevent any error on your part. This will, in the end, be hugely disempowering because not only will you not learn by not making mistakes, you will grow increasingly reluctant to act at all, to do anything at your own initiative. And by avoiding the risk and making a mistake, will be disengaging from life for all practical purposes, and this will work against you. So the paradigm of being a partner, but a silent one much of the time, has wisdom in it. It is simply the unfortunate circumstance that you are disconnected so from us intuitively that makes this such a penalty, because that results in a state of ignorance. Many do not escape and are harmed grievously in settling for a life of ignoring the divine and, in effect, 
having turned your back on us, we cannot assist you. That state of disconnection was done to you by the interlopers and does not reflect the world we created for you and its workings, but a corruption imposed on you to hinder you, and it has done so. You were created to solve the problem of evil, and one of the major rewards you will get from success in having this goal is a return to full alignment and a robust ability to communicate with us no matter where you might be. You know, it's, um, I think it's interesting, this idea that people want, you know, direct evidence of creator's uh, existence and any kind of relationship you might have with them. But I don't have that. You know, I have to see creator's actions in my life, you know, and in the relationships I have with people and the way that things come together, you know, because I don't have a voice talking in my head. I get feelings like everybody else does. I get in, you know, hunches, gut feelings, that kind of thing. But I don't have that direct feedback. And uh, it's and Einstein's kind of pointing us out here. I think this is a really important uh, observation. Yes, and, and it makes the case very clearly that it the pendulum has moved too far. Yes. That rather than making God the center of everything and we just sort of follow along, but to be in the background gives us the chance to learn and grow, trying things out ourselves. But that doesn't mean without any awareness that God is real and God exists and having any way to validate that for ourselves. That's going too far in the in the opposite direction. And that's what's wrong with the world. We need that connection and we need to believe in it because we don't have a robust connection working for us so that we really know for sure. Yes, it's, it's, it's quite the challenge for sure. Will Smith said, throughout life, people will make you mad, disrespect you, and treat you bad. Let God deal with the things they do because hate in your heart will consume you too. What's Creator's perspective on this? These are Creator's words. This is a truly wise and important quotation indeed. It nicely encapsulates the difficulty and the challenge of staying in divine alignment when encountering with all too greater frequency evildoers of all kinds who present bad examples and cause harm to many and lower their vibration and capability to stand strong and to remain in alignment as an example to others and a reward for themselves to have the best potential in accomplishing their life mission. Far too many are sidelined and taken out of the game by the harshness of life at the hands of others. When one is injured by an evildoer, there are many examples you have witnessed that would tempt you to fight fire with fire, to give back as good as you get, and to make them suffer as they made you suffer, to give them a taste of their own medicine, and to punish them for their wrongdoing. All of those choices are non-divine because they are a trap. It is very analogous to fighting the quicksand that would suck you under if you struggle against it, and then you will sink more rapidly and more certainly. The response to evil needs to be reaching to the divine for assistance, if only to help maintain one's equilibrium and perhaps gain a little extra strength to work with and a little reassurance to help you stay calm and to help you dust yourself off and keep going with your life in spite of it all, no matter what has happened. There is always a way for you to recover, if only with divine assistance, depending on the severity of the harm you have received. But there must be enough alignment within and a desire for that to happen, for us to give that support in enough measure to help you win the day. When you give in to thoughts of revenge, anger, resentment, and holding of grudges, you put yourself at further risk. And that is what this quote points towards. In effect, in fighting with fire, you become the equivalent of your tormentor, whether or not they might be deserving from your perspective of being treated in like measure. In becoming a tormentor, a punishment for someone Even though that is seemingly warranted, you, in effect, are taking the law into your own hands and acting through a level of hatred that is non-divine and will, in fact, be a karmic mistake and incur a penalty. 
all of which will be on record and will launch in the future energies reaching out to remind you of your transgression and cause a penalty for you to come to come your way and it might grow over time from the depth of damage you may have launched in the past seeking revenge and acting on that impulse there are far better choices if you ask for healing and for the blessing of separation from your tormentor because it will allow you to move on and be free that is a far better solution than to stay wedded to them through animosity that will fester and simmer and be rumbling and might burst forth at some time in the future and get you into serious trouble and will certainly cause the law of karma to visit you with like negativity. There is a higher and better path for responding to troublemakers and perpetrators who would harm you. You can save yourself and there are situations where the lesser of evil might be to take their life if others will perish as well. But if you alone are at risk, it is far worse for you if you lower yourself to their level and commit a homicide or any other wrongdoing. You are immortal after all. So there are truly no big problems except as you create them. Turning against the divine and against yourself can create a horrific future if you let it. But if you are an innocent victim, even though your life might be snuffed out, the only consequence is you'll go back to heaven and be in bliss for a time before choosing where and when your next adventure might be to sally forth in a new lifetime, incarnated as a human being or elsewhere as you choose. We have said before, leaving here is not the greatest of penalties, but a blessing to be celebrated you are here for a purpose, and rightly so, but it would be tragic for you to increase your suffering and extend that consequence through making poor decisions that increase the karmic backlog of unhealed negativity you've had a hand in. This you can see to and avoid. You know, I think the most important sense in this whole channeling is the response to evil needs to be reaching to the divine for assistance. Um, that, that kind of sums it up right there, you know, uh, otherwise it's just a slippery slope that, that we all can pretty much see pretty clearly. Um, life is full of these slippery slopes and people falling down them all the time. So well, there's a we, better have healing, we have healing techniques to yes. do karmic repair, to help you get out of the hole you've dug for yourself. And that's one of the ways you can reach to the divine because this is imp implemented by the divine through our requests on your behalf. One other thing about this, real quick, though, is at the end where he's talking, where Creator is talking about, um, you know, not taking a life and all of that. Uh, the thing is, though, you know, to, if you're going to die violently, it's important to have peace of mind when it happens. You know, I mean, trauma is creates a karmic bind to the perpetrator, and so to the extent that you can have love and not terror in your heart. You're not going to end up in limbo for one, and two, you're going to be uh, you have much less karmic tie to the perpetrator. That's that's a high calling, but this is what a partnership with the divine can help foster. Yes, indeed. You ask. Um, oh, we're up on a, coming up on a break here. Uh, be sure to check us out at getwisdom.com, where you can check out the Lightworker Healing Protocol. Check out our our ebook. Download it at getwisdom.com/lhp. Getwisdom.com/lhp. We'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. 
get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are looking, uh, taking a further look at uh, famous quotes about God by famous people and seeing what the creator's response to these, uh, to these quotes are. And um, I think it's a, a worthwhile exploration, Carl, very much so. Well, we're going to look now at a couple of people who had not so nice things to say about God, you know, and so we want to be complete. And that can be very helpful yeah. because there are a lot of people with deeply ingrained negative God beliefs. You know, yes, God sir. is harsh. God is judging. God hates me. God forgot about me. God wants me to suffer. God is really evil in disguise, et cetera, et cetera. People have beliefs like this if you have a way to probe it. Yep, that's true. U.S. creator Rick Warren said, God is looking for people to use. And if you can get usable, he will wear you out. The most dangerous prayer you can pray is this, use me. What is creator's perspective? All right, these are creator's words. While it is true that in their zeal, people can bite off more than they can chew, we see this as a much lower risk than these words imply. This quotation is actually fear-based because it represents a warning that approaching us could be a danger, that asking for our help or wanting to be of service will end with you being so overburdened, you'll be consumed. What we would say is that if you choose to be of service by diving into the deep end of the pool, you may be out of your depth and might suffer as a consequence of your choice. But that would be your choice to take it on without due consideration of a need for preparation, perhaps an inner strengthening to improve your skills, your confidence, and your skill set before taking on huge responsibilities that pose a burden for many, but less so for the prepared. You need not fear us causing harm to you. We know your limits better than you. We made you. We live with you and are ever present within you. We know your thoughts, your fears, your doubts, your capabilities, your weaknesses and frailties, as well as your potential and all the capabilities available to you within the makeup of your soul. This is what we do the most, to look for ways to remind you of who you are to help connect you to your own inner strengths and your past victories and the past learnings and experience base of obtaining knowledge and skills and doing many, many things so that you do not always have to reinvent the wheel but can tap into that inner reservoir of prior achievement to hit the ground running with new endeavors and to excel with less effort and fewer errors. That is what you can expect from a partnership with the divine, not to be overburdened and put at risk. If that happens, it will be your doing and not ours. If you think about this, why would choosing to do good, to be of service to the divine, result in hardship and punishment for you? That is not at all in keeping with the way the universe is organized. The law of karma is designed to reward such impulses and actions, an act of sacrifice, an act of loving kindness that benefits others, will be rewarded at some point, if only in the future lives, if not possible to do so in the current life. We will be the first to tell you that, as in all things, there must be good judgment and discernment to understand what one is capable of doing, what your limits might be with an ongoing monitoring and concern for one's own welfare, specifically to not wear yourself out, put yourself at risk, and thereby endanger the whole enterprise you're engaged with. Self-care is a duty and an obligation for safeguarding one's soul, 
So it is hardly the case that you will be overused, overextended, and overburdened by us somehow by working you like a sled dog if you volunteer for duty. That is a quite harsh and pessimistic view that completely fails to appreciate that we love and cherish each and every one of you, and the last thing we desire is to see you suffer. There are many who surrender to their cynicism and choose to not take the risk of becoming engaged with anything difficult. And this is because they do not trust themselves. They do not believe in their own capability to handle what will be required. And rather than risk failure, blame their reluctance on the enterprise itself and being a flawed one that is set up to backfire in some way. And this gives them an excuse for disengagement. We can tell you that is always a mistake because each and every human being incarnated to be living in the physical to serve the divine as a light worker. So this quotation taken literally and followed without exception, in essence, represents an abrogation of one's duty to serve the human family and the divine plan for its future. You know, I think that part of the dilemma is that uh, so many people are their own worst critics, you know, and that sometimes it, it might be worthwhile to turn that voice off sometimes, you know, uh, if you stop judging, because creator's not judging you, you know, um, any kind of harsh judgment that's coming your way is chances are you're doing it or you're being manipulated into doing it. So if, if you find your cruise control, you know, it takes less gas to cruise at 55, you know, at 70 miles an hour with cruise control than it does to speed up or slow down. So um, the, the, the interesting thing is you could do tremendous things, but you kind of need to be a little bit relaxed while you're doing it. You know, if you're too self-critical, it's going to really impair your productivity. Well, and the other theme that we're getting from Creator is, yes, you have obligations. Yes, you have responsibilities. And you're here for a purpose. You're here as part of a divine purpose, a divine mission. But if you're uncomfortable, if you have fear about that, and you doubt yourself and your abilities, you can ask for help and yeah, be helped totally. with that. Yes. You're not expected to be a world leader out of the box. You, you know, People get there by developing themselves over many years. And so everyone lifetimes. can have a place <laughs> and a role. Yeah, we 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 are where we're at, um, and it it you know like I'm a programmer for instance, and I'm very very good at what I do now, but I have 30 plus years of experience, and I'm still learning every day. I'm learning, adding to my skill set, so it's an ongoing process, and and patience is one of the most difficult virtues to <laughs> to get. I think wasn't that top of the list of, of virtues when we talking about that, Carl? Patience, you know, it's I think it's an important one to keep in mind here. Well, and it's hard for us to stay on track yes, and certainly on a divine path. And so we often jump ship and sometimes before we really need to. I totally agree with that. You asked creator, James Randi said, to make sure that my blasphemy is thoroughly expressed, I hereby state my opinion that the notion of a God is a basic superstition, that there is no evidence for the existence of any gods, that devils, demons, angels, and saints are myths, that there is no life after death, heaven nor hell, that the Pope is a dangerous, bigoted, medieval dinosaur, and that the Holy Ghost is a comic book character worthy of laughter and derision. What is Creator's perspective on Mr. Randy's <laughs> blasphemy? <laughs> well, I think you'll find this interesting. This is Creator's answer. This is quite a litany of proclamations, all of which are totally in error, and he has managed to discount almost everything in existence, which is fundamentally important and useful to know about, understand, and appreciate. His is a perspective that is in frank opposition to the reality of existence of everything in his list. And as such, it represents the ultimate in personal ignorance in one's beliefs, or rather disbelief. This is most regrettable because he is clearly throwing out the baby and the bathwater, and we would say, without all that he critically rejects, 
there is precious little left that has any possibility of being rewarding or satisfying as a basis for existence. The most important meaning that having an otherwise intelligent individual who could make such bold pronouncements based categorically on his beliefs without a consideration and analysis and any depth of supporting evidence is the hallmark of an individual who has been heavily manipulated to be blind to the truth in many respects. This is always a loss and will result in a diminishment, denying the existence of anything beyond the self and a physical plane of existence from the perspective of only believing in what you can see and touch creates a barren landscape indeed. People are not born to harbor such beliefs, but rather to expect joy and wonderment because they have come from the divine realm where they have been with us in a delightful and engaging partnership and interplay on an ongoing basis that is dynamic, rewarding, and even thrilling in the experiencing of it. Being born into the physical plane is quite a come down. That alone can be cause for skepticism and a growing cynicism about one's prospects when appreciation of the divine and its possibilities is only an instinct carried over from prior existence, but heavily filtered through the ignorance of the human experiencing in your disconnected world. So we say these things not to judge him, but to only help put in perspective how one comes to have such a lack of belief and lack of faith that there could be something more to the existence of sentient beings and the extensive repertoire of feelings, motivations, and capabilities for endless variety and creative exploration and innovation. When people cannot embrace this through association and exposure to those who believe, it is because they have been manipulated to have blind spots and an insensitivity to the possibility of things of a wondrous nature beyond the physical being real, and even the actual origin and foundation of everything in existence. So we would say, rather than his naive and simplistic assumption that what he personally cannot experience cannot therefore exist, is far from being the intellectual high ground in the discussion or debate about existence of the divine, but rather an extreme state of impoverishment of wisdom and creativity on display, creating a state of limited ability to connect the dots and the many lines of evidence, supporting all of the phenomena he rejects with such supreme confidence and absolute conviction. This level of certitude is, in fact, rather shocking considering he is part of a world that is constantly changing and advancements being made on a continual basis that overturn pre-existing paradigms on a regular basis and show that not only are things not simple, but far more complex than ever appreciated heretofore. This, if nothing else, points to a higher power and a larger purpose behind things than chance and randomness resulting in the creation of intelligent life. Everyone who is in a state of ignorance about something could readily proclaim that something simply doesn't exist because they have no evidence for it that is convincing to them. That is the lowest possible standard, to simply adopt one's ignorance as the be-all and end-all of knowledge and experience that is possible to attain and state that that encompasses all that is and represents forever a boundary of limitation on what can happen. It is breathtaking in its assumptions, but represents more a poverty of ideas than a powerful argument representing a lofty perspective based on true knowledge and discernment about existence, its origins, and meaning. Carl, were you familiar with James Randi at all prior to this quote? Do you know who he is? Oh, yes, I do indeed. <laughs> he is a world-class naysayer. And, yes, he um, is. Um, self-proclaimed piercing of people's balloons and uh, looking to dispel 
all things wondrous in yeah, service was, to a materialist view of reality that is, is very shallow and very narrow. Well, he's, a, he's a hero of most of the atheists that I know. And uh, you could say he's probably the founder of the skeptic movement, you know. Um, but, you know, I think it's he's interesting study because um, Creator acknowledges the depth of his certitude and belief, his absolute conviction in himself, right? And that actually, I would say, had profound impacts because, you know, he had put out, I don't know, a million dollar reward if somebody could prove the paranormal to him or something. And the result of that was that so many people tried and inexplicably would fail. And I mean inexplicably to them because they've had a whole career of success, you know, being a psychic or putting on demonstrations, what have you. And then they come into a room with James Randi and suddenly they fall powerless, you know. And it's not so much, I think, the failure of their belief and conviction, but it, it, it's a testament to the strength and depth of his. And the divine has made very clear they're not going to force a belief onto somebody that is has no, has no belief. You know, that's something they have to come to on their own. The divine is not going to force the issue. There you go. God is not going to drag Randy into court and yeah. put him on his knees and to order him to beg forgiveness for his sins. That's not how any of this works. He's allowed to be a thorn in the side of any and all who will listen to him and to promote his perspective. And he has the right of free speech, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> and it's due to God, ironically, that we have that because we wouldn't have the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights without the divine. <clears throat> but uh, that's another story. But yeah, we, you, we also learn from this something very shocking than the fact people can so disbelieve in God in contrast to the many who do and have wonderful substantiating evidence for their claims. He has powerful friends, James Randi, without realizing it. Yeah. He's been co-opted. He's been manipulated. He's been strengthened to be a champion of doubt, a champion of negativity, and to create that belief in others, to give them a blind eye to the possibility there could be something more to their makeup. They well, might have more power than James Randi certainly might believe. James Randi was quite the Pied Piper. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, when you go into some test of psychic ability into the into the arena of the extraterrestrial mm -hmm. alliance, there's all kinds of ways they can mess with you oh, and yeah. negate your, your abilities. They can cripple you. They can kill you outright from a distance. So I think any test he sets up is not going to be reliable for that reason alone. Yeah. I had never thought about that until today in reading this channeling. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's quite quite interesting. Um, you know, I actually he's he's the late James Randi, by the way. I don't know if you know if he's passed on. Um, and I actually did a couple of uh, attempted spirit rescues for him. I didn't get any feedback that they were successful. So maybe you can check on him sometime. <laughs> um, I'll make a post-it note on James Randi's behalf. No one deserves that fate. So I have yeah. no. No reason to want him to suffer. No. But he, he was a thorn in my scientific side indirectly at times. He, he was a big one who uh, discredited Jacques Benveniste about mm -hmm. the experiments he did scientifically that showed that water can have a memory. Ah, interesting. Yeah. That it can create a certain order and become an imprint with information that persists. Yes. I'm Once it's been exposed to something and then diluted to a fairly, fairly well, the information remains in the water, even yeah. though the substance has been diluted away. He showed that convincingly and went before a panel from Nature magazine, one of the world's most prestigious science journals. And Randy convinced the panel, at least that's the story he tells, that this is all bogus and they shouldn't listen after all. And so they were all relieved because they didn't want it to be true. It, right. it defies right. scientific explanation of the day, certainly. And and so the, the, the work got thrown out. Oh, boy. Since then, it's been replicated all around the world in multiple labs, but still not embraced by mainstream science. And that's a manipulation as well. 
Yes. That's the world we're in. We're on a break, Carl. We'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are looking at creators' perspective on famous quotes by famous people. And uh, not all of them favorable, Carl, as we just saw. (laughs) Well, we all have ideas, we all have opinions, and we all have have a place in the human family. So we need to learn to get along and we need to be available to others in various ways and tolerate our foibles and errors and misgivings because we can learn from that. And we've all been through it. We've had our moments of doubt, each one of us. So this this is just part of the deal. Yeah, absolutely. You asked creator C.S. Lewis said, we may ignore, but we can nowhere evade the presence of God. The world is crowded with him. He walks everywhere incognito. What is creator's perspective? These are creator's words. Here is another truism and a good reflection of the human dilemma of unawareness and often lack of belief. This is why people feel they are ignored, because they are not in a partnership with us in a way they can perceive and then may give up the attempt. Those who do believe and see to that partnership will receive many benefits and many will just discern the outlines of us at work helping them, inspiring them, encouraging them giving them extra strength to work with at times, and even arranging for things to break their way and be successful. But this is always done silently from behind the scenes and often in mysterious ways that may not be immediately perceptible, but nonetheless are making enough of a difference to bring success. This is inherent in how we function, and this is in keeping with the rules of engagement that we cannot lead you we can only follow. We can only support when asked, but not give you explicit instructions and a clear roadmap to follow. We can hint, we can suggest, we can nudge, we can inspire, we can encourage, and that is why you must take the lead. If you launch in, we will help you go from there. But you must always keep up the effort and stay in motion to keep up forward progress. Other thing, otherwise, things will grind to a halt. We are always present. And here again, the deeper meaning of this quote is not only that we are within you and within your heart, as referenced in the scriptures, but because you are extensions of our consciousness in actuality. You have God around you always, as well as being what you are constituted of personally. The human family is nothing more than our energy launched in a certain configuration to create a series of seemingly separate entities with their own personal makeup, personality, preferences, agendas, and destinies. 
But this looks more chaotic and more disconnected and disparate than the reality. That is simply because your consciousness is unaware of the deep interconnections among all of you and with us. The unfortunate dilemma is that with the encroachment and corruption from darkness, many have lost their way. Many are asleep, unaware of their heritage and their true purpose. Some have turned to the darkness and embraced it and become quite out of alignment and moving away from us rather than choosing to be in our presence and serving the greater good by taking an active role in creator's plan for humanity. You have the right to make your choices, but they will come with consequences, either bad or good, as the case may be. Count yourselves among the lucky if you hear these words and take them to heart Because we are here for you, just as you are here for us, and are saying, it is time for us to come back together and work together in common cause to improve your world, your galaxy, and the universe. You know, I think it's interesting that C.S. Lewis uh, used the word incognito, that, that essentially God is walking around everywhere, but in a costume, you know, so to speak, kind of. He's there, but you're not going to recognize him at first glance, you know. And there's probably no such thing as a perfect costume, even though God is considered perfect. And that's probably intentional. God wants to be noticed, but you kind of have to look carefully. You have to look closely. You have to use discernment um, in order to look past the appearance, the opaque appearance, and see what's behind it. And uh, I think this is a good analogy. Well, and and it's really not about seeing God, but seeing godliness, projecting godliness from oneself, and and being more open and honest and loving and kind in all that we do. That is showing the energy of God, the essence of what God represents. And this has been told to us many, 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 many times in many, many different ways. That God is love, and the universe is created through love, with love, by love, for love, and expecting that love to expand. So whenever we do something that takes some love out, that's why we have a karmic obligation to put the love back in. And that's why love is the answer. It's more complicated than that, because everything is in the details. (laughs) But this is... One of the reasons you don't see God, you know, where's God? Well, every time you look at a human being, you're looking at God. Yeah. It's part of God's energy at work. And it's hard to believe. <laughs> you know, yeah. when I go in Walmart, I look around, you know, and some of the people, you know, you run into, um, you know, look strange and unappealing for various reasons, depending on your prejudices and so on. But, you know, we need to get over that. We need to look deeper. Yes, agreed completely. Incognito is really a good description. <laughs> We're wearing a human costume. We are indeed. Nothing looks more ungodly than that. <laughs> Especially if I haven't showered for a week. But, you know, that's beside. <laughs> U.S. creator Hudson Taylor said, I used to ask God to help me. Then I asked if I might help him. I ended up by asking God to do his work through me. What is creator's perspective on this? Here's Creator's words. We love this quote in particular because it so aptly describes the human dilemma and the progression of learning and awareness that can come in life well-lived to gain a maturity and perspective about one's role in things and the possibility of expansion and taking on a wider role that serves not only the self but all others, including the divine. This is the highest expression you can achieve to be in divine alignment and in service for the betterment of all. There is nothing more godlike than that. If you live and breathe that role, you will be in harmony with us. That will greatly empower you and can even make you impervious to harm because there's so much more we can do for you and more powerfully. To the extent you are in alignment and have the high vibration of divinity in your current expression of energy. This is, in essence, what takes place when you partner with us on any level. The simplest to arrange is to use prayer to reach out to us with requests. 
This can be done for any purpose, and we've recommended prayers to help you understand the basic difficulties of life and how to counter them through divine assistance, and that is a good beginning. The tools are available through our teachings in the Get Wisdom Prayer Empowerment download. It is a good template to follow, and you can use as a guide when praying for any purpose. It will inspire you and instruct and will make you successful in building a partnership with us. It is a perfect way to achieve that because you will be praying the right way to make that possible. The greatest expression of service you can render is to embrace the use of the Lightworker Healing Protocol as intended to serve the needs of humanity by healing the interlopers and attending to the removal of evil from the entirety of the Milky Way galaxy. That is the human agenda in its grandest expression. The protocol has built within it all the requests needed to address every source of negativity and to invoke every high-level means through which the divine realm can repair the evildoers as well as humans who have been harmed at their hands and restore all to a higher way of being. The two go together, the healing of the perpetrator and the victim. You are relative newcomers to this contest, but you are made to have the wherewithal to turn the tide and bring about the rescue needed for a grand healing to resolve this dilemma finally and completely and for all of time. The protocol will be your instrument of deliverance and all others involved in this contest because it is all up to the human being using this tool and prayer as an adjunct. We know not all will choose to become healers, but all have that capability within, but do not know it. The protocol makes it easy to do, but both approaches, prayer and the Lightworker Healing Protocol, can win the day, but it is up to humans themselves to awaken to this truth and act on it. We await your choosing. We believe in you, and we trust in your goodness and your growing wisdom. You know, I think um, it's important that people understand that both approaches are very important, that it's important to learn the life worker healing protocol if you are capable of doing so and can contribute in that way. But really, everybody is called to prayer, you know, and and prayer is can be easy. It, it, it doesn't take a lot of time or effort, and it can be extraordinarily powerful. I, I know that to be true, and I've seen the effects of it in my own life. Whereas the protocol, hey, that's a half-hour commitment, at least some maybe 40 minutes to sit down and do that from end to end. So that is a higher calling. Creator calls it a higher calling. Um, it's a tremendous gift to the universe to be able to deliver that. But it's more important, I think, for an individual to engage in frequent small prayers throughout the day because that's where real benefits to the self will come in. Yes, indeed. This is about self-empowerment. Because we are the boots on the ground. We're here to save the day, believe it or not. Yes. <laughs> and we're under siege. Yes, we are. Well, Your energy is needed. That's why we're doing what we do with Get Wisdom, first and foremost. Not right. only to help the people who really are suffering, but to help everybody because everyone is at risk. Absolutely. Check us out at GetWisdom.com. We are out of time, Carl. We'll see you next week. Thanks. You will. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 